Welcome back. Two hours down, two hours to go. And thanks to all of you watching on the live stream, listening to us all throughout Parts Unknown, whether it's over the air and many of our radio stations and network affiliate stations here in the great state of Wisconsin or uh, listening on the app or uh, anywhere else via the World Wide Web. We certainly appreciate you uh, being here with us on this uh, Green and Gold Monday. Packers get a win yesterday in dominating fashion. And a knock off the Dallas Cowboys. Now you're waiting for the fallout from Dallas. Uh, what is going to actually happen down there? We're going to hear from Mike McCarthy. And we are going to hear from Jerry Jones coming up here in just a few. But uh, that being said, we are also going to hear a lot from inside of the Packers locker room. Inside the Packers locker room coming up here in just a few as well. But uh, yeah, Mike McCarthy is, you know, Jerry Jones said going into the contest, uh, he was asked again about Mike McCarthy's job status. And he said, well, you know, it's not about winning in the regular season, about winning in the postseason. And so that basically left that door wide open to say, look, if you're not going to win in the postseason, you're not getting us to a Super Bowl, then we're going to make a change. There is a lot of talk uh, that Jerry Jones had already, had already in some way, shape, or form, whether it's via uh, an agency or whatever, uh, had reached out to the people that represent Bill Belichick. Just to kind of say what if, you know, um, so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening down there, but 48, 32, the final, but that score nowhere near indicative of the blowout that uh, the Packers put on Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys. And I think everybody seems to think that, um, Mike McCarthy, one, has coached his last game in Dallas, but two, between the postseason losses and the, you know, at times highlighting of clock mismanagement and such that, you know, this is the beginning of the end for Mike McCarthy. So, so we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But, uh, but nevertheless, um, it was not, uh, not the way the Cowboys expected to end their season. To end their season. So uh, Mike's going to call in. Uh, we're going to uh, talk with him coming up about an hour from now. We're going to hear... Uh, from Matt LaFleur at the bottom of the hour. Uh, so we're going to hear that. So we got all that going on. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, we got some more that we're going to hear from Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones coming up here momentarily. But uh, let's go to Bob listening to us in Black River Falls. Bob, welcome to the program. Yes, I was just going to comment on, I remember when everybody was wanting to get rid of Joe Barry in the middle of the season, and I'm fine with getting rid of Joe Barry, but I surely don't think you do it during the you know, the last few games of the season. So could you comment on that? Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Look, I, I, the, the last couple of games, by when the discussion coming out of the Carolina game was real, it was like, look, this has been a bad offense all season long. You just made, for the third week in a row, a quarterback look like Johnny Unitas. Tommy DeVito ends up getting benched later. He looked terrible, but against the Packers, he looked like a, like he was the reincarnation of Unitas. Then you had Baker Mayfield coming in to Lambeau Field, throwing up a perfect, perfect quarterback rating. You had guys playing off the ball. You had bad philosophical moves. And then you look at Bryce Young, who had the best game of his entire, you know, the start of his professional career against the Green Bay Packers. I think there's, at that point in time, no. first of all, nobody saw the next two weeks. Nobody saw the win over Dallas. At that point in time, people are questioning legitimately and rightfully so, why are you hanging on to this guy? It's the same old wash, rinse, and repeat. They start off like on fire. Then it gets to where they have just bad defensive performances. You have to light a fire under his ass. And then all of a sudden, 
They come out swinging. Why does it take you 15 weeks to figure it out? Now, would I fire him now? No. But at the end of the season, I'm not, I'm not going through this again. You had your chance. This is something we should have seen all season long. And, and again, I also put it into this, this particular form, and that is this team has invested a lot of draft capital, a lot of stock, defensively speaking, and they are still not a top-10 defense. If you believe you have the talent and you're not actually eclipsing the level of the talent, then you've got to get rid of the coach. So, yeah, they've played well over the last couple of weeks, and maybe this is the resume for Joe Barry moving forward to say, look what I did at the end of the season with that Packers defense that finally came together. But I'm not going through this again. There's been numerous opportunities, and it just has been a failure for the most part. Now you've gotten hot at the right time. Okay, great. But I'm still not hanging on to Joe Barry. He's not going to do it. I I don't think that there's a perfect defensive coordinator in the league. Like, look at what Jim Schwartz's defense did on Saturday. And look Mm -hmm. what Dan Quinn did yesterday. So if we operate from the starting point that every defensive coordinator and every defense will have a bad stretch or a bad game here and there, that's how football works, then I want a defensive coordinator that always has his team playing well at the end of the year. And Joe Barry's really done that the last couple of years. They've always been playing their best football at the end even if they take a little bit of a, a twisted path to get there, I can I can live with that. Like, if that's the reason to keep Joe Barry, I can live with that. Right. Now, I, 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 I just I, – I look at what he's done in the past and the track record and just say, no, I'm just not, not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm just – that's not going to happen. So I, I, I think it's time to move on. Thanks, but, you know, for what you did down the stretch, absolutely, but – for the most part, if it was supposedly that easy and that, you know, aggressive and, and that, you know, distinct and the great game plans and such, then where was this all season long? Why does it take, you know, the, the loud screaming media in Green Bay to go, why are you not firing this guy? Why, why is he still here, Matt? And then Matt says, well, I'm just trying to figure things out. I'm trying to figure out solutions. And then all of a sudden, the defense starts to play well. No. Where was this all season long? Not happening. Not buying it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Jamie listening to us in Door County. Jamie, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, just another beautiful day in paradise. Go Pack. Got to get up there sometime. <laughs> got to get up there sometime. I, I, I've heard so oh. much. I got to get to Door County. Absolutely. We got a bunch of snow on the ground. All the snowmobile trails are open. Everybody's in a great mood. Victory Monday. Um, I got to say, I, um, being a lifelong Packer fan, I've met and hung out with uh, uh, Coach McCarthy. He loves Door County. He's been up here a lot, and he's a great guy. And uh, my heart goes out to him if he loses his job today, man. I feel like he's doing his job. The guy's still got to go out on the field and play, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, aside, aside from that, what I really wanted to, to uh, uh, say is, is uh, did anybody notice Romeo Dobbs' performance? Um, recently, I just watched this cool documentary about Barry Sanders and, and the way he conducted himself that whole entire game, even when they were up 27 nothing, He was mm-hmm. catching balls. He was making plays. No – no fancy uh, uh, dancing, nothing that. Just give the ball to the ref and just get back to it. And he, mm-hmm. he I, I feel like he was a huge part of that win, uh, totally unsung. 
And my real question is, and, and what I'm wondering, I, I hope this conversation is a little premature, but where do the Packers go uh, in the future? Who do you keep, you know, with all this young talent on both sides of the ball? You know, it's it's amazing yeah. what they got going. And, and I w- I've, I've, I've supported Jordan Love the whole way. I watched from the beginning, and I was just like, it felt like Brett Favre taking his lumps in the beginning, throw some picks, you know, and, and, and but but still make plays, and and it 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 feels really good, you know, to see that they've come to this point, you know. But but they but they, it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. What do they do going forward now? Yeah. Well, I appreciate the phone call, and that's a great question. Something, thank God, they don't have to think about for you know two three years down the road. But when you suddenly have Dobbs and Wicks and and Christian Watson and Bo Melton and Jaden Reed and even Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft, they're all going to come up within two years of one another. So that's why, again, I say I, you can never have too many weapons. You just keep loading up. You just keep the train rolling. So, I mean, the, you know, some guys aren't going to be premier and they're going to make money, and then other guys are going to be premier and they're going to make money. Uh, it just depends on who you keep and how they all mature together and how they all grow. And, you know, injuries can take their tolls as well, you know. So, you know, sometimes you just – injuries kind of figure it out. But Romeo Dobbs yesterday, six catches, 151 yards, uh, and had that 46-yarder that he uh, – the catch and run he had. So, it's just – it's been bizarre. I mean, even you go back to, you know, Luke Musgrave, when he ended up, you know, uh, put, punching the ball in the end zone on a 38-yard touchdown pass. Luke Musgrave was wide open. Uh, you know, Romeo Dobbs at times was wide open. Dontavian Wicks had steps on the secondary yesterday. You know, it, it just it, – it was so – for the third week in a row, it's like our defense is even paying attention or my other question then can start to be legitimately asked, are the Packers, while they're not special when it comes to like you don't have that Devonta, you don't have that – you know, that Tariq Hill. You don't have that guy, but you got enough guys that you're going to win somewhere, which was what the Packers used to be like, going back to the 2010 reference. You had enough guys and playmakers that they were all on a on a very similar level that they were going – you were going to figure out who that guy was that was better than their worst player. You're only as good as your weakest link in the NFL – and they were lining guys up yesterday all over. Dubs was in the slot. Dubs was out of wide receiver. He was in the left. He was in the right. They had motion. They were using Christian Watson in motion. You know, they, they were moving guys around, and you just found the best matchup and the best receiver. And I'll tell you this, third and long yesterday, uh, I think it was the second drive or third drive that the Packers had that scored, third and long didn't seem to bother them at all. No big deal. They were converting. And they were always finding somebody wide open in the seam. And it was almost like Dan Quinn played this this 6-DB cover zone because he was afraid of everybody because you just didn't have the guys to cover whatever talent the Packers had. So, I, you know, again, kudos to the Packers and kudos to Matt LaFleur and, and that, that offensive staff and, and Jordan Love for figuring it out. But it, it just seemed like each week now we've got guys wide open. I'm not talking about, you know, a guy got a step. I'm talking about, like, Musgrave yesterday. There was nobody within 20 yards of him when he threw that 38-yard touchdown pass. Nobody. 
So they, they've they stumbled onto some good weaponry. There's no doubt about that. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Yesterday, Mike McCarthy, after the ball game, was uh, was talked about you know this this stunning loss to the Green Bay Packers. Take a listen to what he said. Uh, I don't think anybody saw this coming. I mean, you got to give Green Bay credit. Uh, they came in here hot, and yeah, it's we're hurting. We're hurting. That was it. Just uh, give credit to Green Bay. We're we're hurting. Jerry Jones asked, "How do you feel about this blowout loss to the Green Bay Packers at home?" The coaching to the players to what's around the corner. Uh, uh, on a personal basis, I'm, I'm floored. Personal basis. I'm floored. I'm, I'm floored. I'm floored. I'm flabbergasted. I'm floored. I'm floored. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We'll reset the phones. We've got a lot of people on hold. Got a lot more to hear from, too. Stay right where you're at. Uh, today, I'll tell you this, it's victory day today. And a little grocery shopping. Maybe you're not going to go to the full-blown grocery store. You need a couple other things because you've been hunkered down in the house. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip has the uh, the milk right now on sale. They've got uh, the uh, Nature's Touch milk, two ninety nine a gallon. But if say you don't want to cook tonight, they do have some take home meals. They terrific. They're they keep expanding the take home meals. You know they keep expanding that thing. But maybe tonight you're just in the mood. Good fried chicken. Maybe a little mashed potatoes. Pick up a couple of things, bring it home, hunker down in front of the TV. You got more football on tonight. That's the way to go. The whole roasted chicken or the eight-piece chicken tenders, bone-in or not, hand-breaded, they are just awesome. And you can even order ahead. You can order ahead, use your quick rewards card, and you even get uh, some you know less pain at the pump because they give you some, uh, I think it's up to 50 cents a gallon back. So in orders can be picked up right there in the store or bought uh, brought right out to your car, uh, your car curbside. Either way, it's awesome. Awesome stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. And all you got to do is use your Quick Rewards card and make sure you tell them we... Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to have you back on this a green and gold monday packers get a win they knock off the dallas cowboys and jordan love uh, just on fire yesterday 16 to 21 272 yards three tds no picks no sacks quarterback rating of 157.2 he was on fire fire yesterday and the packers now are off to uh, san francisco to take on the 49ers come this saturday night and uh i've got quite a few people that said are you doing a watch party we are working on it uh we got to turn it around really quick i I gotta be honest okay and this is going to be a completely open and honest moment didn't really plan on it because we just like many people we weren't really sure that the packers were even going to win so we didn't go full bore in the planning process because we just didn't see that happening i gotta be honest so uh, so it's more my fault than anything, but uh, we've got a couple of places we're working with right now we're talking to that we'd love to go to, and uh, because we've had requests to come there throughout the uh, throughout the season. So 
So we'll see. We'll see if we can get it all done. If not, we're all going to be hunkered down. We'll be here in studio, and we'll still bring it to you. But uh, regardless, we're we're going to be here. Green and Gold postgame show immediately following the game coming up on Saturday night. In the meantime, our friends at the Water Doctors, H2, the letter O, doctors, h2odoctors.com. Look, um, John Atley and his staff, they were, uh, they're, they're great people, and I've said that for a long time. Uh, but when you mix great people with an incredible product in the Connecticut water softening system, you just can't go wrong. Uh, I love that thing in my home. And the best part about it is the water pressure, it doesn't run off of remote timers and everything like everything else. So when the house didn't have power, I still had good, clean drinking water, and I was still able to use it and utilize it and such. And so when you, uh, by the way, when you do heat up a big giant pot of boiling water in your home to kind of keep that humidity and some heat in your home, uh, and you use the Kinetico system, you don't get the salted ring around your pot as it burns down. I just thought I'd throw it out there <laughs> because it was awesome. So, which is what we had to do. We lit some fires in the fireplaces and turned on the giant pot of boiling water and, you know, heated the house the best we could until we waited for the heat to turn back on after the storm. So, thanks to our friends at the Kinetico Water Softening System and the Water Doctors, H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com, or call John directly. And if they're not in your area, that's fine. They can help you out. They can still get you in touch with the people that are and put you in in, in the right direction. Uh, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. That's the Water Doctors. And they are just terrific people. And thanks to them for being a big part of the program and supporting veterans as well. Veterans as well. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to uh, John listening to us in Madison. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? Bill, happy euphoric Monday. Uh, can't believe what we witnessed yesterday. Couldn't be more excited. Wanted to open with a question for you. Along sure. the lines of the last caller, which of these Packers skill position players outside of Jordan Love is inexpensive? Which one do you absolutely have to nail down with that big eight-year massive contract? Is there one? Um, on, on both sides of the ball or just the offensive side? Just the offensive side. I, well, at this point, I would assume you're probably going to, uh, you know, give some kind of a larger contract, a much larger contract to Jordan Love. Um, I would say Romeo Dobbs and Jordan Love, Jaden Reed and Jordan Love. I'd start with those two specifically. If you got to keep one over the other, Luke Musgrave has more upside talent-wise than maybe Tucker Kraft, but I love those two as a tandem because they're just so good together. So I'd probably start there. Um, but the other aspect of that is, is what are you going to do with your offensive line? I mean, Rasheed Walker, I thought early on yesterday against Demarcus Lawrence did not look good. He looked like he was on skates and I thought, oh my God, it's going to be a long day. And then after the first couple of series, you didn't hear Demarcus Lawrence's name called again. I mean, he really did a great job. Now they gave him some help with a tight end position and Tucker Kraft, but really did an incredibly solid job. So you want to make sure your offensive line. I, I just look, uh, there's a lot of guys that I would give a bigger contract to, but right now, one in two years doesn't make a career. So you want to see what sustainability is. You know what I mean? Jordan Love's going to get a contract extension. There's no doubt about it. After May of next year or after this year, he's going to get a contract extension. There's no doubt. It's just to how big is that going to be? And would he then want a little bit shorter one to get another bite at the apple for more money down the road? I mean, that's what you got to kind of work with him on to see if you can figure that out without hamstringing the Green Bay Packers financially so they got to let all these guys go. 
But I, I, I agree, I, man. It's if you're Brian Gutekunst and you're Russ Ball, you got some monumental thinking to do. I think the Packers are in the best position to make love. And I know early in the season on the show, we mentioned, you know, 20, 25 million a year. We didn't quite know what we had. Obviously it's going to be much larger now, but when you look across the league and these massive QB deals, when I'm looking at the receiver room, I don't see one inexpensive player. I don't see a Devonte Adams that you have to make a top five paid player. Right, and I right. think that gives Brian Gutekunst, the craziest leverage I've seen going into contract years in a year or two, when Bo Melton could come in and look like a stud, you know, right. how is Jaden Reed going to ask for 30 million a year? Last, last note, um, would love to sit down at a poker table with you sometime because, man, if you catch a couple of those straights early, sounds like you're going to stick with what's got you there and keep going for it, man. I don't know. Yep. I kind of like that yep. prevent defense towards the end. Uh Slow burn. Let let the rest of the table play themselves out of it. But uh, uh, no, I love the show. Uh, go pack, go! Can't wait for this Saturday. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I I hate the prevent defense. I hate it. I mean, hate it with a passion. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I just do. Just saying. Uh, Dak Prescott after the game. He was asked specifically about his head coach and uh, obviously, you know, a lot of questions about Mike McCarthy's job, but was asked if Mike McCarthy gets fired, what, uh, you know, what are his thoughts? Yeah, he's been amazing. Um, I I don't know how there can be, but I understand the business. Uh, In in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy... I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. That's – I'm not a big fan of Dak Prescott in the postseason. You all know that. But that's a, that's a stand-up dude right there. That's a stand-up dude to say, look, if, if you're going to fire him, fire me because uh, I'm as much at fault as, as anybody. And that's a guy taking it upon himself. I, that I completely appreciated. He was asked also, how do you go from this schedule in your postseason to getting the Green Bay Packers, the seventh seed, here it comes, to all of a sudden you're looking forward to an NFC championship game, and how are you going to get past the 49ers too? Oh, by the way, it's a one and done in the postseason. Yeah, it's a shock. Damn sure didn't think this is where we'd be. As far as anything, I can promise you scheduling myself, this team, this organization, that, that this would be it. Um, credit to those guys. They came out here and handled business. And no disrespect to those guys going in, but that was just the confidence that this group had and what we've done and damn sure what we've done at home. So, um, yeah, it'll take a, um, take a little bit more time to digest it completely, uh, to be honest with you, but stunned. The reality sinking in the reality you win 12 games three straight seasons in a row and you have yet to get to an nfc championship game the only team to ever have done that win 12 games three straight seasons in a row and not be able to get past the divisional round of the postseason and now the reality is you win 12 games at home you're undefeated with 16 straight at jerry world all the talk is about an nfc championship game and suddenly the reality punches Dak Prescott and everybody else in the face. The season is over. Here's what he had to say. We had it all lined up three hours ago. 
this is the last place that anybody in this organization, especially in that locker room, would have thought that we were going to be. Um, I'm sure you guys as well. So, um, yeah, this, this one, that's, that's why I keep using the word shock, stunned, whatever. They came out here. They're better than us in, in all facets of the game. And sucks. Appreciate you guys. That's it. That's it. There you go. Dak Prescott walking off after that. There you go. I'm floored. 877-867-1670. Yeah, I'm floored. I'm floored. I'm going home to eat brisket. I'm floored. (laughs) Jerry. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee Lake. Like everybody, they were shut down on Friday, opened back up, and yesterday the place was packed and good people, and they've got everything from – Bingo to trivia to raffles to just come on in and watch the games. Uh, Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake, North Prospect Avenue. Terrific place. Good wine selection. Terrific food. Stop in and just maybe look out over the frozen lake that is Pewaukee Lake and just watch the sunset and watch some football tonight. That's the way to go. Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I mean, everybody commented on was when they kind of went through the house and took the tour and all that kind of stuff, whether it was up to the great room or whether it was uh, into the bar. But when they all, all of them got down to the gym, every single one, every single person said, oh, my God, I love the floor. And it, I, I called Sean and the gang at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Now, one of the things he wants me to tell you is, is that, look, it can go down to 40 below and they can still do this, whether it's your garage, which right now, if you're looking at your garage going, there's sand, there's blech, there's stuff all over it. Uh, you can still open up your garage door and they can still do this. They can still do the epoxy flooring and the polyurea coatings and such. But there's two benefits. One is, like I said, I did it in what was just considered just a bland old basement, turned it into a gym. Did the walls, the whole thing, painted everything, and uh, then did, had the floor done, the epoxy flooring done, which is, it looks awesome. But um, they can do it in just about any weather. And the best part about it is they are local. They're based in Wisconsin, and if there's a problem ever, ever, I've known different bar owners that have called me. I've known uh, different homeowners that have called me and said, hey, I had this company come in, and I saw them on Facebook, and they did it, and it's peeling, it's scratched, whatever. You know, hey, who's your guy? Because what happens is is most of these companies are from outside uh, of the state of Wisconsin. They have their billing outside of the state, and you know what that means? That means if you try to get your money back, you're out of luck. They don't really warranty it here in the state. In the state is Sean and the gang at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com, and you'll be like me. You'll love it. Everybody in your house will say, holy mackerel, I can't believe how cool that floor is. 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. Again, 262-443-2852. Or check them out at epoxyflooringdoneright.com. From Green Bay to Racine, out to Madison, everywhere in between, 
They do it all over the state. Again, epoxyflooringdoneright.com or call them direct, 262-443-2852, 262-443-2852. Mike Clemens coming up after the top of the hour. Uh, let's go back to the phone calls. Let's go to Tony listening to us in Holman. Tony, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Okay. And... Um... I'm kind of like you, Bill. I was not on board with uh, Jordan Love uh, beginning of the season, but after uh, I'm sure I'm certainly on board now. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to have a, a very short draft party this year, over by eight o'clock with a top ten pick. I'm glad it's going to be going till <laughs> eleven o'clock this year. Right. We're going to have a good pick. Um, but uh, the reason I called was Bill. I totally agree. Rogers would have lost that game for us, and I'll tell you why. I've been thinking about this a long time. Rogers sits in that pocket five, six seconds, and he would have took four or five sacks. And I have clocked Jordan Love several times over the year. I was so impressed with how he gets rid of that ball. He's at about two and a half seconds mm-hmm. a throw. And he is just saving them guys up front, a lot of knee wear and tear on their knees. And he's making them look really good, yep. them young guys up front. I just love I, I Jordan Love. Agree. Quit getting rid of it. He's like Tom Brady. Get back, get rid of that ball, don't take a sack. And he's not looking to run even though he's athletic. He's looking for that receiver that's open always. You haven't heard him blame guys once. It's always been about him. It's been about his being on the same page as his receivers, not vice versa. It's just been refreshing just to see a completely different perspective. I 100% I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Yes. Yeah, and that's one thing always talking about. I'm just totally impressed how he gets rid of that ball. And he's a very humble, humble young man. That's the other yep. thing I love about him. And I think there's a chance, just a small chance, we might get a halfway decent deal out of him next summer if they want to extend that contract. Let's hope. We're hoping. Let's hope. Let's I hope. agree, man. And when are you coming back to Features, Bill? I met you there a few years ago in Holman here. Oh, God, I'd love to. Uh, we got to get back on the schedule. We'll try to get over that way for sure. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We had a great time there. So we, we got a lot of different things we want to do. I know the cigar dinners are going to be back again this year. We're going to be all over the state again. So there, there's uh, hopefully I'm back in that neck of the woods really soon. It, yep. I, look, I appreciate the phone call. I, I love traveling. I, I, I love getting all over the state of Wisconsin, which is why I hope that uh, what we're what we're trying to do, attempting to do, that we're able to get it done, and maybe we can either make the announcement later today uh, via social media or tomorrow um, if we can. But uh, I'd love to, I'd love to get back out and you know do some, do some shows in other areas. So if we can do a, a you know hopefully an exciting Green and Gold post game show somewhere, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Uh, be fantastic. Uh, let's do this, Jair Alexander. After the ball game, now we know Jair went down with the ankle injury, and that's you kind of knock on wood and you hope that he's going to be okay uh, and be able to come back because you're going to need that speed to account for what you've got in Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and company because there are more weapons with this San Francisco 49ers team, I believe, than even maybe what uh, Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb possess with the Cowboys. But he talked about that early interception that he had. Uh, I mean, it was lit. For real, it was lit. Honestly, like, it was no better feeling. Like, there's a, there's a few quarterbacks who've thrown me multiple picks in my career, and, and Dak is now one of them. So he's along my top QBs. <laughs> Darnell Savage, on the other hand, he got to the pick. He anticipated it. He saw it, and then it was off to the races in a 64-yard return 
for the touchdown, putting the Packers in front 27 to nothing at that point. Here's what, here's what he had to say. It's definitely big, you know, and, and we were all excited about it, but uh, they can give me all the crap that they want to. I know they were thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, like, stay locked in, you know, because anything can happen in these games. These, they, those guys are, are very talented, too. So, But it was definitely uh, anytime you score on defense, it's, it's a tone setter because it doesn't happen often. I think we did a good job today. Then uh, he said, look, for Jair, extremely happy because Jair contributed and he helped change the, the, the kind of the flow of the game. That's a big swing in the game, and we were down there in their territory, you know, so to start to give the offense the ball down there and start down there, that's big. John Runyon, offensive lineman for the Packers, he talked about quarterback Jordan Love and his uh, the way he's been playing. Unbelievable, just how much he's grown. I mean, everybody sees it. I think we've won eight of the last 11 games, and he's really just starting to flourish, feels comfortable. This is his offense, his team, and, you know, we're just going to ride him, and uh, he's going to take us where, we, uh, where this team can go. He's going to keep going, keep pushing, and on to San Francisco now. Now, one of the things that John Runyon says, like, look, and he mentioned to it, we've won eight out of the last 11. Thing, he said things are just now starting to come together. And there's yards after catch out there, and I feel like it's just been like that. And, uh, I mean, these opportunities and plays were open all season, but I feel like just everybody being able to be on the same page, like everybody's starting to hit now. And, yeah, it's just a thing of beauty watching it unfold. The, uh, the John Runyon uh, discussed the coaches. He said, look, uh, game plan-wise, the job they did, the fact that he, they trusted the offensive line, they were able to run the football with Aaron Jones efficiently. Uh, he said everything just uh, was a great job. Every week our game plans are getting simpler and simpler and uh, guys really just knowing exactly every detail of what we got going on with every single play and what can happen, what the defense can show us, and that allows us to play so fast. And that's what you get, and those holes get so big and this makes it so easy for our backs, and the offense just keeps rolling from there. And I think it's just a real credit to how comfortable everybody feels. Um, one of the things he says is like uh, the playbook right now that Matt LaFleur is calling. He said like everything's on the table. Everything's available for them. Early on, like kind of everything was a little apprehensive. Like how's everybody going to respond? But I think everything's a go now. Like they don't care. Like we're going to take our shots. We're going to do what we want to do. We're going to play the style of game that we want to play and no one's going to dictate it. And that's really nice to know as offensive linemen that we can run the game, pound the rock whenever we want, and then go back there, take a shot, and Romeo's going to get 30, 40 yards on a play, and it's just what our offense needs to be, and that's what it is. What they did yesterday offensively, whether it's the offensive line, Aaron Jones, tight ends, on Micah Parsons and basically keeping him in check and keeping Jordan Love upright, he said that they just did a great job in Micah Parsons. I don't want to say our entire game plan was evolved around Micah, but knowing where he is at all times is critical. And we were expecting them to do a little bit of different stuff than they showed all season, and they didn't do that. And we were kind of questioning that, but it worked out in our advantage. And, you know, uh, we had a good game plan for him in the past game, too, with a bunch of chips. And knowing where he is at all times is important, and uh, we made sure of that, and the results speak for themselves. Bill, now, I, I don't want to interrupt. Hearing, yeah. hearing that about Micah Parsons, does that make you feel better about Joe Barry and what's being preached? Because there's been games this year where it's like, did you guys not game plan for Max Crosby? Right. Did you not? I like right. hearing that from John Runyon. That makes me, or I guess it would be the offensive staff. But right, you, you know, the offensive mean. staff. But yeah. yeah, no, I completely get it. And here's the other thing to think about. And and this was brought up yesterday, and I can't remember who said it. One of our callers during the postgame show, but said, if you watch that defense after the first couple of scores, when they were down twenty-seven to nothing, the defense kind of gave up. They just looked beat. I mean, that, that half of the defense was just kind of going through the motions. 
And they just, I mean, Micah Parsons got frustrated. He looked like, there were times where he was just kind of up dancing, and he looked like he was beat. Like, I'm not going to get to him. I'm not going to change the game, and we're now we're out of it. And he looked beat. And I that was, that it, going back to what John Runyon said, we always wanted to know where he was at and always wanted to make sure he wasn't able going to be able to make a play. That was huge. That was huge. He also talked uh, about how far, actually, this team has come. It's just crazy, like, being here in this position now, looking back at OTAs when we got all the rookies in here. The entire team was rookies. And uh, I knew, we all knew it was going to take some time and when it was going to get figured out. People were getting really impatient at the beginning of the season. And we all in here could see people were down us, all that stuff. And we knew what we had in here. And we, there's some time it was going to click. Uh, he also says, hey, uh, the breaking point. Now, we all go back to, you know, we start to look at, say, the Pittsburgh game. You know, when it was kind of the breaking point of the season. And he said, no. He said the breaking point for us offensively was the Denver game. And we figured it out from there. That was a tough loss. And I remember the locker room after that game was not good. And it was tough. And that was really kind of like a make or break, you know, game for us. Like we could have just packed the season in there because at that time, Denver was one of the worst teams in the NFL. And they went on a little run after that. But um, we stuck together. And then Preston Smith, defensively speaking, he now talks about what's going on with his football team defensively for the late season success. I mean, this is what this team is about, man. Yeah, um, let's talk about how we started the season off. So, of course, we lost a lot of believers, and that really don't matter, you know, because that all it comes down to is us. We know that, you know, it's going to take some time for, you know, guys getting the flow and to get in rhythm, and we, we, we picked it up when it, counted, when it mattered the most. And tonight just shows what this team is capable of. He uh, discusses Darnell Savage's pick six. Like, look, this that that was it. That was the backbreaker. The whole team was involved. Man, I think it was a bliss. It was a great bliss. I came across the middle. I tried to get my hand up to see if I could affect the ball. Darnell got. The, I, I turned around. I seen him jump the route. And next thing you know, man, we was bringing up the field goal team. That was it, bringing up the field. And then he said, uh, not getting complacent uh, right now. You've had a couple of successes uh, down the stretch here. You end up beating a pretty good. Minnesota team, you, you beat a pretty good uh, Chicago team that was on the calm. Now, whether or not they're good or not, I guess is in the eye of the beholder. But now you did it to Dak Prescott and company, but he said we cannot get complacent. Every situation we go in from here on out, we're the seventh seed. We're the underdogs from here on out. So we're never going to get complacent because we're, we're playing nothing but the best team. We just played the number two team in the NFC. Now we're about to go into the number one team's house and play against them. Our path to success or our path to a Super Bowl isn't going to be easy. There you go. That's Preston Smith. So a lot of good stuff from inside the locker room. Coming up after the top of the hour, speaking of inside the locker room, going to hear from Mike Clements. He's going to be here, and Mike will bring us a lot of insight. Matt LaFleur is going to be speaking a little bit later on. So we're going to hear that today as well. This portion of the program, man, shout out to our friends at Stenny's. I don't know if uh, those of you in the Milwaukee area noticed, uh, but uh, I think uh, it was Fox 6 that was doing this big, giant pregame all throughout the day. And they were live down at Stanley's all day. Is the best sports bar in Milwaukee. Uh, all the, they kept saying well, Bayside or something. It's not Bayside. It's Walker's Point. How do you not know that? You're from this area, for God's sakes. How do you not know that? But that being said, Stenny's was featured yesterday. The shuttles were running yesterday and today, by the way, uh, because I know Marquette has a uh, day game today uh, at the Fiserv Forum, but they're running shuttles for that as well. So, look, if you're looking to go to a game, if you're looking to go to the best sports bar, if you're looking to gather with a bunch of friends, whatever it is, that's Stenny, second and national Walker's Point in Milwaukee. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're 10 minutes away from Mike Clemens joining us. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I would swallow my pride. I would choke on the lines, but the line. 
Hey, I know uh, this time of year, maybe you're looking around right now for a new vehicle because yours is not cutting it through the snow and you're like, I'm just so tired of not having four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive or I just need to upgrade. My car won't start, yada, 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 yada. Check out our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. Go to CunisRV.com, Cunis Automotive, Cunis Trucks, Commercial, whatever. They got automobile dealerships in Madison, Stoughton, Barnabelle, Elkhorn, Lake Geneva, Platteville, Delavan, Milwaukee now as well. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. That is shopcunis.com. The Green Bay Packers get ready to uh, go into San Francisco now. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up at the bottom of the hour. Mike Clemens is going to join us in just a couple of minutes, and we'll talk with Mike, who is down in Dallas, getting ready to come home, uh, about what he witnessed yesterday, and uh, we'll hear from him from everything that he got inside the locker room. But uh, we are going to uh, then anticipate, uh, you know, like I said, uh, Matt LaFleur's presser. Uh, Matt LaFleur is going to be speaking in just a little while as well. We're going to get you that so you can hear uh, Matt LaFleur's comments before we get out of here today. So we got, uh, we're jam-packed all the way through the end of the show. So don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Um, This one's from John who says, uh, at what point do people who have doubted Jordan Love begin to believe in him? Are we still on this? Are we still on this? Is this, you know, what, what, here's my question for the people that want to do the uh, Jordan Love victory dance. What do you need to hear that come up with this stuff every day? Look, if you're a Packers fan, you're a Packers fan. Who cares? If you did or didn't believe, you're still a fan, right? Who cares? But what do you need to hear? There seems to be, like, something you need, some kind of validation in your life that you're lacking at this point that you just need to hear something that's that's positive? Do you need to hear people go, no, I, did, I didn't think Jordan Love would give us that? I was wrong? Or what, what do you need to hear? Because it, it comes up all the time. I mean, I've already talked about it. So what else do you need from others? You know, can't you just be happy you got to win? Uh, I think Jordan Love is going to get paid handsomely. I think he is going – he's earned it. He has certainly proven a lot of people wrong, including myself. Uh, I don't, my biggest fear when it comes to Jordan Love is that he's going to get a market deal. And you go from being a team, now you've got a lot of guys under contract, under rookie deals, but you're going to go from being a team that had a high-dollar quarterback that ate up a ton of salary cap, and we, we got into the point where we wanted to keep everybody, and they did. And they did, a, they did everything right. Everything right. And then... You couldn't afford that extra guy anymore. They couldn't go in on some of the premier receivers that were out there. They couldn't bring in additional weapons. You lose a guy like Devontae Adams. Things become sour and money becomes contentious. And then all of a sudden, you're back in the same boat. All I want to see and I'm hoping for, I'm not saying it's hometown discounts and all that stuff, but I'd rather see uh, a good money, good, not great, good money deal, short term, Hopefully, stack a couple of years of success. You know, it's not a one-hit wonder because you're, you're nothing's for sure right now. But you believe you're on the right path. But don't get crazy. That's all I'm looking for. Beyond that, nah, I'm ready to go. I'm in. We're going to talk with Mike Clemens when we come back. So don't go anywhere. We got a lot more to get to. Hey, by the way, if you're cruising around out in the uh, Lacrosse area today, man, Big Board Barbecue. Doesn't that sound good? Go get some barbecue. Don't cook today. Go get some barbecue, whether it's pulled pork, the ribs, dry rub, whatever it happens to be, mac and cheese, coleslaw. Get it to go. Get it, get it to go. Go sit down and watch some more football today. Just relax. Just relax. 
Big Boar Barbecue right there in West Salem. Call them 608-612-0387 or go to bigboarbbq.com. Good stick to your ribs stuff. Mike Clemens, next on the Bill Michael Show.